The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We are three lifelong fans of the show, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, broken bones, and bam margeras. Ooh. Well, today's episode came out on November 23rd of the year 2003. Okay. Yeah. November 23rd. All right. Yeah. So we're, we're a little bit in the past, us ringing in the new year in 2020. Yeah, you know, we already. backtracked forward to backtrack forward. Right? Yeah, we backtracked forward to backtrack forward. Was it Theodore Roosevelt, I believe, who first said that? No, I actually coined that term yep. in Thailand when I yes. invented a pub crawl called the Sukhumvit pub crawl where we had to hit all these little bar stands and we'd hit like 13 or 14 after drinking all day and then had to backtrack forward to McDonald's to sober us up so that we could continue on the pub crawl. Uh, Is that the fun fact of the day? No, but it should have been because it's a lot more fun than this fact. But uh, oh, actually, no, it's a little interesting, you know, because I'll ask your take on this a little bit later. There was actually okay. a BBC uh-huh. uh, correspondent program that came out today. So this TV show actually used like sci-fi computer stuff for the first time to try and prove the magic bullet theory in the John F. K. assassination. Oh, shit. And John they, F. K. John F. K. OK. John F. here. It's said that way. John yeah. F. Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Well, JFK. <laughs> I didn't know he was killed by a blender. Ooh, <laughs> that's that that's actually, news to me. But yeah, so they were saying that is actually possible. They confirmed it by some stupid computer shit, which obviously is bullshit. Uh-huh. And yeah, right. uh, him and Epstein were just sitting around. You know, there's no conspiracy there whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. It's a uh, conspiracy think about the JFK mm-hmm. thing. I've always been fascinated by it. You, you know what? I know that I'm supposed to have a, a uh, an opinion on it. I honestly couldn't fucking tell you what happened, what the theory. All I know is that he got shot and there was a grassy knoll somewhere in the area. I don't know. Like, I've never thought about those theories. I just feel like it's a kind of like it's a dark corner of American politics that if I look down, I'll never think of the same way. So I'm just like, I'm good. I've, I already yeah. know of MK Ultra as a real thing. I don't need any more actual <laughs> theories in my mind because yeah, the United States government door. is fucked up. <laughs> But you know what? In all fairness, everything was running smoother when they kept doing this shit and everybody stopped oh, finding out For about who? it all. For, For everybody. Everybody? There was jobs all over. The auto industry, okay. everything. Says says the three white males in a podcast <laughs> studio that everything was okay back then. Yeah. Hey, I didn't say shit. All I know is that I'm here to talk about season one, episode five of Viva La Bam. Apes and Phil's special weekend. Yes, Mike. Yeah, I gotta say, guys, I gotta say, not a question. This is a this is a comment, and I've kind of been saying this in the last few Viva La Bam episodes as we've been doing it. Um, I think each of them have kind of gotten better as we've been going. This one felt the most to me like what I remember Viva La Bam being. Just set out with a weird premise. I love the fact yeah. that some of them land and some of them fall completely flat. Like that is also an element of Viva La Bam that I remember. Uh, and also, as we're going, Ryan Dunn features pretty prominently in this one. And I feel like episode to episode, we see the length of his beard grow. And with the length of his beard, <laughs> the development of his character and his evolution into the Ryan Dunn that we know is growing on screen in front of us. And it's an amazing thing to watch. I, lo- I yes. love this. It was just fun. While I'm watching it, though, I'm thinking like it's so different than what we do on our podcast, talking about specific things and ranking them. There was three things and they were they took time to build. 
And like you said, some hit, some didn't, but it was just so fun watching this whole thing. You know, like, that's I why I'm like, we'll be able to have a good conversation without getting too derailed, trying to break everything down this time and just have some fun with this episode. I yeah, think. I was finding that with mm-hmm. some of the episodes of Wild Boys, where it was so rapid fire that it's like, and then there's a Tasmanian devil. No, actually, not that one, because that's a great one. But that it's like, it's Satanicus like, and then there's a bird that's called <laughs> Sarcophilus Satanicus. Yes, damn it. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, yeah. here's a salamander that's blind, but it's its ass. Okay, move to the next one. There's a bird that sounds like Bukaki. Okay, move to the next one. It's like, there's not much to say. This one we'll be able to get into, especially when it fails. I think there's a lot of fun to uh, to be had in those <laughs> in those quote unquote pranks. I I, I well, actually named this first the first the first prank. Mm. So I would like. <laughs> well, to, let's let Jay, let's let Jay lead us into it. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned the beard on Ryan Dunn growing with episode to episode. Since Chris was not here last episode, he was absent from class. Mikey, maybe fill him in on your beard scale. I'll dive right in here. Mikey has a beard scale, by the way, I, a facial I, hair I scale. I do have a, uh, a beard scale, Chris. It's, uh, it's, it's, great it's a zero to 100. Uh, zero. Oh, you're actually going to fill him in on I, it right I have now. to. I have to because the listener may be new so as well. Uh, we're rolling this you again. You guys are pretending right. like you guys think like, I didn't Lucky. listen to the episode. Do you think I'm going to miss an episode and not listen to see the shit that you guys talk about me? That's when true. I'm gone? That's true. <laughs> it's all the first thing I want to do. But anyway, we continue did for the the blue, we did add the blue soul patch to your uh, to your to your I face uh, as we talked that. about on the YouTube <laughs> video. If you haven't seen this on YouTube, saw that. you can go watch that. Listen. My my, it's it's a quick scale at zero to one hundred. Zero being no facial hair, one hundred being a soul patch. And uh, Ryan Dunn, though, along the way, is at about a, I think a three or a four. So there's a lot of steps in between, which we won't get into. Uh, but it is a very a very serious scale. Yeah, one day maybe. One day maybe we'll crack that <laughs> special, nut. But for now, episode. we're cracking into a three-day-long weekend where Ape and Phil are... Sounds like they're not going to be home for some of that time, uh, so shenanigans will take place. Uh, let's get to skating. Bam's out with the boys and, and hitting the vert ramp, doing some skating. And uh, Bam is sporting the old short sleeve over long sleeve here. Oh, yeah. Forgot that was a style. That that took me way, way on back to the old mid-2000s. But uh, eventually they get bored. I But here's the thing. Of course they get bored. And this had me wondering because everyone goes to the backyard. How much of of being Bam Margera's friend do you think uh, in terms of like the amount of time you spend as his friend is made up of him saying, I'm going to go do something. Come watch me. Because they're skating around and everyone's like, like, all right. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, exactly. He's always got a plan, and it feels like nobody's in on it until it's fucking on. And then, you know, you just jump in or you get out. Uh, but they're off to Vito's, to Vito's house, which is apparently Bam's old house. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know so that there either. You go. Yeah. Vito's uh, just, just fucking mooching off those uh, MTV dollars, I tell you. Uh, he sends Ryan Dunn and Rab himself to take care of Vito, take him out on a, on a bit of a, a boy's <laughs> date. They're going to spend the day together and do some shit, and I can only presume Bam is going to steal the pie cooling on the windowsill while Vito is distracted. Uh, But no, that's not what's happening. They're digging Vito a brand new hole, and this hole is a tunnel into Don Vito's bedroom, and this (laughs) violates so many health codes, but I love this. And I remember getting so stoked for this episode back in the day when I first saw it, because just the idea of secret tunnels, man, I don't know. I agree. It's like a... It's like a dream come true. Every 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 young boy wants to tunnel in in a in a secret tunnel, just dis- explore, discover, get a little dirty. You know. Hey, what would you it's do? In our DNA. What would you do if, in the process of these guys trying to dig a secret tunnel into Don Vito's place, they found a secret tunnel that he used to like bring kids <laughs> in and out of his room? Okay. 
Whoa. I mean, we know he did it. I'm not saying anything crazy here. But what, here's one thing that I will say. We're introduced to someone in this one because the whole premise is, is as you mentioned, Jay, uh, while he's being distracted for a night out, they're going to dig a, a tunnel in. And it looks like they start at like 1130 in the morning uh, and they don't finish till like 230 in the morning. It's it's crazy how much time they spend digging. But the, one of the first people we're introduced to is uh, a guy who kind of gave me a new perspective on an earlier episode in this season, an episode that you, that none of us really liked all that much when Bam Margera has the party at his place to kind of show off all of his money to his to his extended family. We're introduced to someone in that episode called Compton-Ass Terry, and we were talking about right. how it's kind of a problematic name, how it's like you just call like the, 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 the name of the place and then the name of the person, and that was the first time we'd seen that, and we're like, oh, I don't know, this doesn't, doesn't age very well. But now we're introduced to Seth from England, so fuck me maybe i'm wrong maybe bam only knows how to do the country or the area someone's from and then the name of the person and that's the only thing about the person you can somebody. only have one friend per uh per area yeah exactly you know it's gonna get confusing otherwise exactly and they're digging a 30 foot hole uh which is Jeez. aka i would say probably half of what don Vito's grave uh will be when he's buried actually he's it, buried with, now, so. it's with shovels too is the crazy part they're just using shovels man all by hand they did Presumably. not they did not realize how hard this was gonna fucking be eh no but that led to the best part about the sketch is just finding more and more time and more and more ways to keep don Vito distracted knowing damn well the whole time he knew clearly the whole entire time Something's going on, and he's clearly 100%. being kept away. And imagine the anticipation and the anxiety building, wondering what the <laughs> fuck they're up to. But then by the end of it, you can tell they're just getting drunk. They're at the bar. They're dancing. They're having a good old time. You know, he gets a little chokehold on done. It was just, uh, it was fucking fun, man. I was going to say the whole time I was like, I was like, Ryan Dunn seems like a good fucking hang. He just seems like a cool guy to be parting with. And in this, this is like the coolest I've seen done to date from all the Jackass episodes and the movies and all the, the Viva La Bam episodes until he gets choked out by Don Vito and he becomes like a little kid again. And then he gets up and punches Rab in the face yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Like it's just, he <laughs> loses his mind. I was like, oh, you were cool, my man. You were cool. The grip on that chokehold felt like the dad strength when they squeeze your leg and you have to piss yourself. So imagine that dad strength with especially a fat dad grabbing like the inner thigh, you know, that like oh, yeah. that thing, but doing that to your throat. That, that would be a pretty scary moment, I would think. Dude, I, I was I was almost impressed by how intimidating Don Vito looked in that moment. Like he was kind of scary. I was like, I don't want to be on the other side of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they have quite the night out. They do end up at Hooters at the end. That's the bar they're at. And uh, there's a part where he's talking to the waitress, and he says uh, he tries to order up dogs. Hot dogs, (laughs) what's up, dog? The waitress was supposed to say, what's up, dog? I think that's what he was getting at. You can't understand Vito, you know, 50% of the time as it is. I mean, good joke, Vito. Jesus, like, you think that was going to win her over? I think the smell, you know, that Vito is emanating is just making that waitress regret her current career trajectory. You can just see it on her face. She does not want to be there next to Don Vito. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Uh, there's a part though, where they're, they're starting to get a little wasted and they're dancing on the dance floor and it's like night at the Roxbury, except Vito's the hot chick, you know, like a little Vito sandwich. (laughs) Yes. Love that. We'll call it a Vito hoagie because I feel like he loves those things. They're they're really trying to rebrand Hooters, like not rebrand Hooters, but like get it bustling again. Like they're, they're really in the midst of some like massive, uh, media, what do you call it? Like marketing campaign. 
Oh yeah. Is it really trying to revitalize it? You know, it's like a lost haven for just dudes that just want to want to get some good food man, and some drinks. Bad and timing on that one, eh? Yeah, bad timing. There's there's a movie theater. There's a movie theater that I walked to uh, in Toronto, and on the way to the walk, uh, you pass yeah. by a, a Hooters. That's and still I'm, there. Right yeah, at, it's still like there. It's still, and, uh, yeah, right near uh, Scotiabank uh, oh, uh, Theater wow. for, for any of you from Toronto, for the, the two of you from Toronto listening to this. Um, but it's it's amazing because more entertaining than any movie I can see at the theater is walking by the Hooters and looking in the window and just seeing the type of person who still goes to a Hooters. It's baffling to me. Dude, did I, uh, but there did are I ever, a lot of them. You'd be surprised. Did I ever tell you the story when we were kids? Like my buddy, and I'm not going to say his name, obviously, but we're, his, his family took us to the snowboard show. And we're okay. going to the snowboard show and we're on our way home. And out of the blue, his dad's just kind of like, man, I'm a little hungry. You guys want to grab something to eat? We're all like, yeah, man, we're starving. He's like, oh, whatever. We'll just pick the next place we roll. We see. He's like, right after he said that, he's like, oh, there's a Hooters over there. Maybe we should go check it out. Like, I'm never, you know, like, why don't we check out a Hooters? And me and my fucking buddy are like, hell yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. And we're with his mom and his brother and everything. And he walks in, we walk in, and the first thing that happens is the host just goes, oh, hey, Leonard, I haven't seen you here in a while. <laughs> so he, he scanned the whole entire thing, pretending it was just a completely random fucking, oh, next restaurant we'll see. He knew damn well where we were That's going. Amazing. Totally got booked in it. it that is hilarious. the biggest dad move I've ever heard in the world. I picture him walking in with tight blue jeans and a white shirt tucked into those blue jeans with a black belt holding it up to right about his navel. <laughs> Did I paint a picture? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting back, though, to the backyard, it's 2 a.m., and it, it, they're getting pretty far with this hole. I mean, they've got to the point now where they're actually crawling in the hole. There's a shot of Rab crawling through the hole. Sorry, not Rab. It's Raytheon crawling yes. through the hole. And uh, that just looks claustrophobic as fuck and dangerous. The, we, uh, When I was a kid, my friend lived on a farm, and they had this big excavated pit. And this was one of those years where, you know, Canada, huge snowstorm to the point that the pit was just full of snow. And I remember going over there and we dug a snow fort down into that pit. And it was like this big covered tunnel slide. Oh, that's amazing. It was, it was this gnarly fucking snow fort. But that feeling of being like underneath layers and layers of something, earth, snow, whatever, and digging, I've experienced that. Dude, it's fucking... Like if you if you even think about what you're actually doing and the fact that it could just like collapse on you at any second, hundred percent. There's no there's nothing holding up that, the the dirt. It looks no. terrifying. Like when it Rake looks when sketchy. Rake goes in there, first of all, seeing Rake on a night vision camera. Let's never have that shot again. It's fucking awful. I never want to see. Oh yeah, Rake raccoon yawn. eyes. <laughs> raccoon eyes. His hair going everywhere, and you see him in that claustrophobic 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 area i was like no i don't want anything to do with this and the whole time i was surprised no one died maybe someone did maybe maybe uh seth from england perished in the tunnels that day i don't know <laughs> that's why we um, never saw him again that poor yeah, yeah right yeah that poor fucking guy makes the trip from england he's like hey bam good to see you i got about 36 hours here and he spends 12 of them digging a fucking <laughs> tunnel into uh into a pedophile's home oh uh, yeah man speaking of rake though on night vision cam that's like a sex tape waiting to happen. Oh man, you ever see a raccoon come? Uh, well. I've heard it. I've heard it quite a few times. But I usually wear that. You know how the raccoons have that little bandit mask over them? I do the same without the eye holes cut out, uh, and I just listen to them. 
All right. Well, while you're all thinking about uh, Rake Rakeon night vision, uh, there's more happening. We got to get Vito home after all. You <laughs> yes. know, he's getting a little tipsy. The boys all are. You can tell sitting at the bar there. Dunn looks a little bit finished. It's the kind of drunk that's like, you know, two a.m. I'm not having a good time. I'm tired. Uh, I just want to hold my hands in my my head in my hands and think about my big comfy bed. He's ready to go mm-hmm. home. So they take him home. Just as the boys are finishing up, they pull away, they get Vito home, and he goes to bed. I, I thought for sure they were going to pop up and do the whole thing, you know, middle of the night or once he fell asleep. But we get a subtitle, a cut here the next day. So they looks like they waited. They gave him a little bit of a buffer. Now, here's where, you know, you're expecting a big, you know, surprise, <laughs> pop up, scare the shit out of Vito, shenanigans, madness really not a whole lot happens here. It, it's kind of underwhelming. Not going to sugarcoat it here. You can hear the floorboards creaking above them as Vito moves around. That's probably the most exciting it gets. <laughs> um, like they're and just the trying scariest to hold back for laughter. them, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they basically just come through the floor and say, Don Vito! And they flip the square of carpet over and... That's it. That's Vito it. insults them. And uh, you can tell, <laughs> nothing you can really tell happens. that while while they're out there trying to film and get a reaction, like nothing's coming. And they're realizing that all of yeah. that work, like maybe the most amount of work that Bam has ever put into a stunt just completely failed, like with, with no real redemption. And it's not like when they did the, uh, uh, we talked about this on an episode of Jackass, where they dug a pit, or maybe it was CKY, they dug a pit and then uh, Phil drove his his lawnmower over it and fell and it was and it was kind of like underwhelming but that was kind of the comedy of it this just felt like eh. like don Vito turns and was like you guys are crazy and another weird situation where i find myself agreeing with don Vito, which is never a comfortable situation to be in but he was right there they were crazy and nothing really came of this one that's what i liked about it again though i was i was the one that was a big proponent of the tractor thing that you brought up just now anyways but it's there's something about like you want to see a prank go really well, but I also don't like being pranked. So when people put all that time and effort into something and it just fucking backfires and you know, they're all sitting there like, fuck Definitely. man, we just wasted a whole day. I find funny in that as well. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, it's I can't true. believe we just they fucking look so disappointed. That. And Don Vito so didn't even get startled for a second. He was like, what the hell are you guys doing here? What are you guys fucking idiots? I do and love to, that. To that touch- was funny to me. Yeah, to touch on what Jay said about how like the best moment was when Don Vito's walking and the floorboards are creaking. It is amazing that they dug a 30-foot claustrophobic hole underneath a house. And the scariest thing wasn't being underneath a house. It was being underneath Don Vito. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one kind of just... It caps off. It doesn't doesn't go much further. They are on to, I guess, uh, segment number two of the episode. We've got a lot of time left to fill. So they're trying to find a way to mess with April this time. And, uh, you know, Vito's got his. So, bam, he hits his head on the mailbox. And I assume that makes the light bulb go off in his head because he's got an idea. Now, boys, you remember when I said there's a Pimp My Ride, Viva La Bam crossover happening at some point, yes. like 10 episodes ago yep. or whenever that was? This is it. This is the moment we've been waiting for as Rab himself laughs maniacally and drives Ape's PT Cruiser to the shop. Uh, they put all the blame on Dunn here, which I love. They told Ape it was Dunn's idea and we, just him 
when he finds out on camera he looks so disappointed like <laughs> he looks like legit he, he legit was, scared yeah yeah he was like low-key ape's favorite friend of bam's and now he knows he's moving down that tier list and just like reflect on what she said when they said chris a hundred percent that's not the most foreshadowing situation i've ever heard in my life she literally as i wrote it down says um she's she says why she said, would ryan, ryan dunn the person that flipped more cars than evil can evil so yes. obviously he's this wasn't just a one random situation. Yeah. He was apparently a reckless wild driver from time because this right. was years before anything actually happened. It was a big thing because it was like obviously read as a joke at the time. And you're hearing it with with hindsight just going like, oh, Ooh, shit, right? yeah, not not great. And Ryan knows it, too, because he's like, ape knows I took it. She hates my driving. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've never, ever so. thought to say that like my driving is it's totally fine. It's so it's boring, but it's total. No one would ever say I'm a bad driver. That's because I'm a just just straight down the line driver. To be a bad driver, you have to be a fucking bad driver. Yeah. So, sounds like you guys are presenting evidence that uh, maybe this might have something to do with Ryan Dunn's ultimate demise. Yes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right, settle I- down. Settle settle down there, Hardy Brothers. We got the. Uh, <laughs> We got more work to do. I, all of that just for that crappy joke. R- really? Really, Jay? Come on, I Jay. Like it. Listen, I like uh, it. When you, when you weren't here, Jay, when you were, when you were on what? vacation, Chris and I were calling ourselves the wild boys of the Jackass podcast because we kept having stories about vacations that we'd been on. So we could either be the wild boys or the hardy boys or the wild hardy boys or the hardly wild boys. Whatever you want. We'll be whatever you want us to be. Yeah, and if Chris is still giving out uh, hand jobs, we could be the hard on boys. <laughs> the hardly hand yeah. jobs. Yeah. I, I uh uh good job chris i <laughs> i had uh, i had one thing that that i wanted to point out to you guys and i think i did this the last time there was sort of a reference oh. to to a this is uh, exactly what i'm talking about guys it's like i cannot connect the fucking dots these days you'd be he's better talking, off without me he's talking to i know he would he's talking about his uh covid brain fog uh, uh chris and i are both dealing with that as we as we struggle on this the opposite end of of a covid diagnosis um, just like half the fucking world these days. Yep. Uh, if this podcast even makes it out and the world hasn't ended yet, who, who the fuck knows? Um, but it, the, here's the amazing thing is that, Jay, you mentioned how there's kind of like almost an homage to Pimp My Ride. This episode came out in 2003. Pimp My Ride didn't start until 2004. So, Oh, really? Yeah. This, this whole talk concept. talk about the Hardy Boy over here, eh? Holy uh, right? smokes. Yeah. yeah. Which one are you? Uh, I'm the, the, the hunky one. Is there one with okay. a mustache? I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah. I'll look it up and the let gay you, one. you keep. <laughs> sure. I mean, he looked good. I'll take it. Probably got more yeah. action than I get. I so. At, at this sure. point, all that really matters is is really like physical appearance, right? That's what we've taught. It's all I've got going so. for me. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you want from me. Um, here's here's one thing I love. So they do like all these crazy things to the, the car. Inside. They lift Sorry. the car. There's nothing on my inside. I'm dead inside. Okay. They lift the car. Add flame decals. They got a new horn. They got a new stick shift. Uh, the stick uh, shift is the best. The stick shift is so funny. <laughs> but the funniest part about this has nothing to do with the car. They go to Ape and Phil when they're like getting their behind the scenes discussion of what's going on. And Phil comes out to talk to Ape, and he's got a shirt on with a fucking hamburger on the shirt from season one, episode one of Evil Bam when they. Like, when they ironed all the hamburgers on like oh, those shit. keep making an appearance in this season oh, every time it does i laugh that. my that's ass amazing. off man. that's a good find hardy boy <laughs> i love my favorite thing about this was was when they do the big reveal is ape just stole the show here her she mm-hmm. was fucking 
such a good sport. She was founded so she was literally laughing. She she enjoyed it. It was like a prank that she didn't know what to expect and she got a good kick out of it. She said something like, I can't believe I gotta go to a wedding. And she couldn't even say those words without bursting out laughing, which I love when the people at her prank could appreciate a good prank. You know what I mean? Man, it just her makes and it, Phil, her and Phil just seem like the two, they just fucking play along. And I guess why not? They know MTV is going to pay for whatever the fuck they want to fix. You know, for the camera, maybe she has to drive that once a week for like a, a, a scene in an episode. But she's probably got like a, a Ferrari that MTV's paid for because Bam said he, she wants it or something like that. So sure, yeah. I'd probably be a pretty good sport about that as well. Um, the, the car looks hilarious with the flame decals and like, but I got to say, as far as PT cruisers go, this is like the sexiest PT cruiser I've, I've ever seen, like almost unironically. Like, would you rather drive just a plain purple PT cruiser or this one and own it ironically? I'd rather take the bus. <laughs> okay. Uh, if that's hey an option, I might. You used to love PT cruisers, though, Mikey. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking never, about. I've, Mikey. I, I don't know swear I was about. absolutely obsessed with, especially the purple PT Cruiser back I know in the day. I swear he legitimately had a thing about it. He always wanted a PT Cruiser. <laughs> I remember our mom Jeez. was getting, uh, for the first time in our family, it was a really big deal. Uh, uh, she was getting a new car and she was going to get a BMW. And it was, you know, like an entry level, if, if that is such a thing. She was getting a BMW. It was just uh, like a standard run of the mill. Like, like as, as, as an entry level one, I guess. Yeah. I it was like gray that. three series. Yeah. Great three series. And uh, to the point where I told my friends once I was like, my mom got a BMW and they're like, Whoa. And they came over to see it and they saw it and they're like, Oh, that's not what I was expecting. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a flashy one, but we're going to the dealership to get a BMW. And I said very earnestly to my mom, mom, you're getting a new car. Have you not seen the PT Cruiser? <laughs> he tried to Why push don't you get a PT, PT Cruiser, Cruiser? So hard. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, it didn't work uh, because our family would have you're, been. Uh, it almost looks like you're wearing the PT Cruiser purple shirt too. I am, Chris. I, it's it's homage. It's homage indeed. Um, but I agree. I I think the look of the car was great. I love Ape's reaction and just picturing Ape actually driving around in this thing around Westchester, Westchester, Pennsylvania is just like it just tickles me. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, everything down from the flames to the dice to the novelty horn, you got it all here. Oh, yeah. This is a luxury automobile. I love how when they reveal it to Ape 2, she jumps at the sound of that horn yes. and just starts laughing. She's, yeah. she's loving it because this is so ridiculous and not what she expected that she just can't help it. She knows this is all for fun. This is for TV. Fuck it. I'm not going to get mad about this. Uh, and I, I just realized at this point when all of this happened that, yes, Mikey, I think you were correct. The parents are 100% in on the joke. And by joke, I mean like the whole show. Yes. You know, and you know why? It's because not only is it fun, but Ape gets to be like a world famous middle aged woman on national TV, AKA, AKA Mikey's boyhood dream. Uh, <laughs> and like, when else? Yeah. When else is she going to get that kind of recognition, especially at this point in her life? Like, most people, they hit that age, they're past their prime, ain't nothing happening for you anymore. She's just like all these young prepubescent and uh, postpubescent men and women are, are watching and I'm sure a few have rubbed one out here or there the old uh, you know ring in, ring in the bell of, ring the bell Jay's talking about a prepubescent man rubbing one out again ding ding yeah. ding 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 everyone take a shot it's happening yeah but it, it's a, it's okay this time because we're talking about April Margera and Fine. that's the Fine. point she's the star and she loves being a star 
I know? agree. I mean, so, she she was clear like in the in the opening scene they said you can do one thing to show off your personality like in the intro and she did like a baton twirl. So she was probably in some sort of like cheerleader or marching band. She probably likes the limelight. I, and why wouldn't you? Dude, yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And uh you know, uh I mean that that's pretty much the segment. She, you know, that's her car now. Maybe we'll see more of it in the episodes to come. I hope so. Who knows? Uh, but that's pretty much it. But we've got one more member of the family to fuck with yes. today. And before we get into the final segment of the show, boys, I uh, I did a quick little little bit of research here uh, okay. on the Hardy Boys. Okay. While I did not find out the identity of each individual Hardy Boy, I did, in fact, find this, which I think you might find interesting if you'll direct your attention to the Discord chat. Okay. Should you have it open in front of you? Just, I always uh, have it open. I just sit there just, looking just at just it, just waiting for a message from you guys. I just thought you might want to see this. By the way- I mean, it was a different time. That's all I can say. It was a different time. It's, it's amazing. Oh, wow. Okay, so so what we're looking at is an image called uh, uh, of one of, the, one of the boys called While the Clock Ticked, and it's two boys- uh, uh t- t- bound and gagged, literally bound <laughs> yeah. and gagged, as a creepy old man looks at him. I don't looks think it's a man, from- I think it's a woman. I think it's Grandma Bartoli. Grandma Bartoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the weird part, like the the best part is that oh, that is <laughs> he's peering out from behind a grandfather clock. <laughs> from behind a grandfather clock. Uh Hardy Boys uh. written by Franklin Dixon, and it looks like this old man wants to get his dicks in these Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially because that grandfather clock is clearly symbolic of a penis. It's very I mean, phallic. It, look it, at the way it's... phallic. Yeah, it's even got a head on it, man. I yeah, mean, exactly. He's stroking it and everything. The boys just look terrified. <laughs> Actually, really Chris, creepy. if you're if you're the yellow one, I'd say it looks like you're going first, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I definitely think I'd be the yellow one, to be honest. <laughs> I would take it. Take, hey, take one up the team and take one up the ass for the it, team for my bro. If Mikey's up to the challenge, maybe he can pop that in. Uh, I, I think I think version. I definitely will. I can uh, I can so. I can make a note to do that. If you're watching over on YouTube, and by the way, if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, on YouTube we actually splice in some of the clips from the episode that we're <gasps> reviewing. Uh, so you can go you can go take a look at that over at YouTube. Just search Jackass, a Jackass podcast, and you can find us there. Or check the show notes because we we put that in there as well. Yes, we do. And I'll tell you something else. Ain't no way to wrap up an episode. No way better than with a little bit of Phil Margera. They save the best for last here, boys. I think this is where the episode peaks, in my opinion. I agree. I love this. It's simple but effective. They phone Phil. Well, Bam calls Phil. And, you know, they're just sitting in the kitchen having their morning coffee, Ape and Phil. And uh, not much... Like, Bam isn't much for small talk. He's right into it. Uh, one color for the rest of your life, Phil. If, if you could pick one color, what would it be? Phil think, gives it a think. He says, most men say blue, so I guess I'll say blue. And then, that's not all, boys. We're, we're getting into specifics here cause, because Bam asks him, like what? Electric blue, sail blue? Yeah, yeah, I think sail blue, sail blue. Okay, well, we'll do 147.82D parade blue. Wait, what's that? Okay, bye. Bam, what's the blue for? Yeah. He's gone. Imagine how scared uh, you would be if you were Phil and or or Pam. Now here's what I love about this. Yeah, you said Pam. Pam Pam Margera. 
It's April. Fucking April. It's April. Oh my god, bro! This shit ain't no fucking joke. I <laughs> it's it's funny. You 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 oh, missed over one thing, Jay. That I found what? one of the funniest things about that conversation. Uh, when when Bam asks Phil, "What's your favorite color?" and he asks, so Phil turns to Ape and asks, "Hey, April, what's my favorite color?" As if he doesn't know, which is also such a dad thing. It's such that's, a dad the, thing. that's the most dad thing I've heard since someone he, tricked his family to go into Hooters. Yeah. There you go. He's so non-confrontational about the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, Phil, that's going to come back to bite you. I mean, it didn't really matter which color you picked at the end of the day because Bam's going to wake him up middle of the night with a paint roller in hand, all <laughs> dipped in that wonderful uh, parade blue. Phil just wakes up like, what are you doing, Bam? He's just letting him paint. He's just sitting on the bed getting painted. What are you doing, well, see, Bam? I thought there was and, a split second where, because mm-hmm. usually Phil wakes up with this, like, as though, like, you know how they say, like, a, like a soldier in the army in, like, World War II mm-hmm. or, like, Vietnam or something would sleep with their gun in their hands or, like, with their eyes open and just, like, immediately snap to it and be ready to go? That's kind of Phil whenever Bam's about to prank him. He just wakes up. He's like, all right, it's time to yeah. get fucked with on national TV. But this time. He seems a little of, pissed. He seemed a little pissed at first. I totally bit. agree. Like, man, what the hell are you doing this time? Yeah. And then, but then he fully snaps out and commits to the commits to yeah. the bit, which made bit. it so oh, much man. better. And before we leave the bedroom, Chris, I'm going to let you have this one, but just one more comment on the bedroom scene because it, I found this pretty funny that Phil's a little groggy. He doesn't really know what's going on. Bam says, your favorite color is blue, right? I mean, the conversation might as well have happened like 16 <laughs> years ago because he clearly does not remember telling him all this stuff. You can just see like he looks so confused. I just thought that made it all the better. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Anyway. Just just this moment of like of of it's like it's like, you know, that scene in Saw in the movie, like the first Saw where it's like dun, 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 and like the music's playing and it's like showing you all the shots to show you exactly what happened. It's like if they show that and they just like just lay it down on a plate for you and then one person in the theater's like, I don't fucking get it. Who is that guy in the middle there? Like the whole time. It's like like Phil's just sitting there like, why'd you choose blue, bam? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, we head downstairs, this? though. We head downstairs and Chris, what is waiting for us downstairs? Every single thing in the entire kitchen <laughs> is painted blue, including Bam, including uh, Phil now, which is the my favorite part is what Phil looks like. But I'm talking about like you open up the fridge and the eggs are blue. I'm talking every single yeah. detail, every single cupboard, every single item that they have is all painted blue. And there's also some kind of nice, like almost like ultraviolet lighter sign that just really jacks up the blue effect, which is absolutely killer. And I love Phil sitting there trying to like make the best of it. Like it's kind of decorative and you get this scene of Phil painted completely blue, sitting at an all blue tape. Like it's the Eiffel 65 we all wanted, but never gotten. And he's just <laughs> sitting there just like, 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 oh, maybe you could just have an accent. Like it'll be decorative. And Ape's like fucking decorative. What are you talking about? But he's just yeah. trying to make the best of it. I love it. I, I love, love Phil. that. I Ape love gets mad at Phil as if yes. this is all his fault. She even says, why'd you pick blue, <laughs> Phil? Pick blue? Like, what was his excuse? He said something break. about like there. He had some kind of de- like like de- uh, decorating type thing or something along those lines where he was like, "Oh, in decoration, there's like the colors." And he had some whole yeah, excuse that sounded like, make- like it was pretty smart in a weird way. Yeah, like like he's a, an internal design, internal design. Yeah, yeah, like like he interior. was trying to interior. There you go. See the COVID fog. I, I'm Holy telling shit, you, man, I can't. It's no remember joke. What I was trying to say. Well, it looked like it looked like Bam had some COVID fog when he's trying to say what Phil looks like, and he's like, oh "Phil, God, you look like a mix between I don't know Papa Smurf and Braveheart," and and Phil's like, "Blue Man Group," like you fucking <laughs> yeah. idiot. 
you missed the first one off the top of your head. Of course, Blue Man Group was the biggest thing in the world. No one wanted to do anything but travel to Vegas yeah. and watch a bunch of bald blue bitches bang on a fucking drum all day. And then go home and waste all their money on the blackjack table. I'm not sure. But they were the biggest thing. Everyone knew Blue Man Group <laughs> in two, 2003. That's got to be I your think, number one choice. I think the only thing missing from this segment would have been uh, Phil and Gene cutoffs. But uh, <laughs> hey, never only knew. asked for so I'm much. a little never nude. Did he you know why he was for that so for Halloween before? It was fucking I wasn't fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but boys, we've made it. Now it's time for the grand finale. You thought that was it? Nope. We get the bonus box. Phil and Vito are going to be placed inside of a clear plastic box out in the backyard, and we're going to blast all sorts of things onto them using honey and bacon grease and other sticky materials. So they've basically got this big, you know, pump hooked up and a hose, and they're just going to blast air into this thing. I love, love how they lure them in, though, of course. They say, we've got a hoagie. Vito's all about that hoagie. Like, the whole time they're explaining the money box <laughs> thing to him, he's just staring at that fucking hoagie. They shut the door on Phil, Phil and Vito, and Vito says, hey, give me that hoagie. Like, he's like, I, yeah, like I, seriously. I there was a Personally. deal. There was a deal. I, I know I'm going to get fucked, but at least give me the fucking hoagie. Don Vito yeah. is like a fucking dog. Like, he is he'll do a, anything he, as long as you give him a sandwich. He's so, like, just disgusting. Like, just disgusting. Like, even yeah. after getting pelted with all the shit, there's just clips of him just sitting there eating, licking whatever's been on his face. There was maggots and fucking uh, yeah. crickets that were just splattered all in there, and just all this grossness. There's worms hanging from different parts of his bodies, and he's just well. We should, we should say we should say that the poetry of what they decide to 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 blow at them because uh, they they just kind of have these wind machines that that shoot all these things at them. They got flour and cornflakes, and then they got crickets, bacon and honey, anchovies and money. And I don't know why they went in that order, <laughs> but I loved them saying bacon and honey, anchovies and money like that. That I want that tattooed on me somewhere, maybe in the dent in my back. Look, no money stuck to Vito, though, after it's all said and done. So I guess he loses, but that's OK. We're going to pour honey on him outside and just start sticking bills to his body. This is where the worms come out. Uh, Chris, you said there's worms hanging from different parts of his body. Yeah, they go. They get they dump it in his butt crack. And, <laughs> and it stays. Did anyone Je notice? So real quick? Jeff Latto. That's what that's his. He says Jeflato at some point. There's a subtitle for it. This is where they start introducing the Don Vito. Oh yeah, you know gibberish subtitles into the mix. So we not got only some of those in the last episode. The, the one thing before well. we just move, I just want to yeah. I want to say it's. I was loving while they're in there. Phil is is literally just picking up money. Like he, I know he's, he's like I, I'm not going to miss this opportunity again. <laughs> fucking free money. Like all this shit's going on. You think you know he's like he's Phil. He's good. He's taken care of. He's like, fuck that, man. A $20 bill is a $20 bill. And he's 100%. like very good at collecting all the money going on. That's all he cares he, about. He's great. Yeah. And he's still blue. Did we mention yeah. that? He's still fucking blue. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that was a repaint dose uh, or he just went back to sleep like, fuck it, I might as well go back to sleep. We'll sort I bet you he just morning. went back to sleep. He's like, MTV will buy me new bed sheets tomorrow if I want. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I was thinking, what did they do with the kitchen afterwards? This must have been filmed at the end of the season because your kitchen would be just fucked like you'd True. have to everything would have to get replaced yeah you know but you oh, hear man. stories about how much mtv would do like they would just come in they're like what do you need perhaps a million dollars okay we'll do that like they would just come in and just just change everything this was such a fucking yeah. money maker for them i think if we started you know connecting the strings here on our little pegboard i think there's a conspiracy happening beneath all of this nonsense in that 
they probably knew their kitchen was getting shitty and they're like, what can we do that's a prank that could ruin the kitchen so that MTV will buy us a new kitchen? That has got to be surprise me. a lot of that going on. For sure. I Every mean, episode is just like a renovation project when you really boil it yeah. down. It's yeah. got tons of shit done. Really? They eventually get a new house that they could write off probably in that big, huge mansion down the line building fucking skate parks and God knows whatever the hell they want bars and remember that uh, later on they build like the pirate bar like they just yeah. do whatever the fuck they want to do and so, they, it's they, like they reap the benefits in the long term it's great it's, it's like extreme win. extreme homemaker makeover and you got Ty Pennington just like standing there outside the mansion like move that bus it's not a bus it's Don Vito and he's just taking up the whole screen of the fucking camera <laughs> he he makes this fucking show yeah. though I don't care honestly he says. does if he it's does not for him, this like, is nowhere near as good he, every single scene is so true. much better. And and can we say that just to I think we mentioned this on an earlier episode as well, but a lot of our YouTube comments are about how hard we are on Don Vito. We're trying to just embrace the spirit of Viva La Bam and shit on him like we like leave all the like he is a, a, a proven bad person. You know, we didn't know that at the time. It's OK to laugh at him, but we also just like that's to get our good. jabs in. That's it. Oh, it's OK to laugh at this guy right now. I don't feel bad about it. Comment all you want. I, I don't feel bad. I don't feel sorry for Don Vito. No, 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 will. not at all. Uh, and the thing is, this episode, you know, you said at the, at the open of the show that we were kind of going on an upswing. This one, I had a hard time kind of say, thinking, you, is it going to fit into my good or bad pile? Like, I didn't know. And then I saw the slow motion destruction of <laughs> the fun house at the very end. Where complete with slow motion sound effects too. Like that's probably the best part. Cause it's like watching a monster movie. It's like Godzilla yeah. and King Kong here coming and fucking tearing this thing down. Phil's throwing kicks. I thought that was just I don't there's something about the way it's shot and the way it was produced that I I got a kick out well, of. Well, did you know actually? Um, I don't know. I I actually looked this because I, I before we do the episodes, I like to look on the Wikipedia page because some episodes have like a dedicated page to them. This is one of them. That scene was directed by Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. And I knew, that, sense I knew that because halfway through the slow motion, I had time to stop and think, holy fuck, are we still in slow motion? Is this Justice League? <laughs> Give me the Snyder cut, as in Snyder, cut it out. Uh, a little Full House uh, reference for you? Yes, you know who that was? That was yeah, Bob Saget right? Full House. It. Chris, shut up. You know it's not. We proved you wrong on no, that. That was. is an inside family joke. Don't get into it now. No, it was. I'm right. No. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. The slow motion does eventually end. And uh, man, all I got to say is it's been a hard day for Don Vito, but it's a good thing he's close friends with Ashton Kusher. He'll just <laughs> call him up. No problem. <laughs> Punk those boys real good. <laughs> yes, Don Vito did refer to Ashton Kutcher as Ashton Kusher. Thank you very much. Vito, eat some worms, you dirty son of a bitch. And uh, try to run over the boys with your car. Because uh, this episode's coming to an end. And as a blue Phil says, Vito won that one. I don't think so, <laughs> Phil. I, I, really I don't know, man. So. He got away with some money. He spit a worm on Don. It's true. I mean, I mean, he, he got drunk for free like a couple days before the night before. Got drunk like, for free. Uh, he got a free fucking house out of it. He got to break down a whole box of the uh, like the uh, ventilation that that people probably spent all day putting together. I think Vito did win this episode. Can we? Right. And he has a new trap door for his victims. <laughs> Can we yeah, make this a thing? Sellers. Can we yeah. make this a thing what? where we start to say uh, at the end of every episode of Viva La Bam, we say who the winner was, who the MVP was? 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Let's do it. I'm, I'm Peter does down. not get my vote, but it seems like it's two against one. It so, is. Uh, it is. I'll have to sure. give it to you, sick. Who sick would it be then? If it was who, who would it be for you? Oh man, it's got to be Phil, the Blue Man Group, all the way. He he was a gentleman about the whole thing. He he played into what should have been, you know, I would I wouldn't want to talk to whoever did that to me for at least a day or two. Yeah, if that's they an painted me blue in my kitchen it's, blue. I like that. He choice. did pretty. I good. like that. I like that. And uh, for anybody rubbing one out for ape, I guess that's probably your <laughs> MVP. <laughs> Past, present, or future, whenever you might got those up to the challenge. You got those yeah. heavies. Big heavies, baby. Uh, but that was a pretty all right episode, I guess. I loved it, uh, man. I, I really loved had a lot it, of fun know? with it. I, it was I, good because yeah. normally I'm like writing, and I'm watching these, and I'm doing notes, and I'm going up and doing notes. Like I just, I, I literally had three just uh, cliff notes on it, and I just got to sit and just enjoy the moments themselves. You know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it was fun just to watch, and, and I just knew we'd have a lot to talk about with a little yep. bit less structure than normal. Yeah, and you were so you were so brain fogged, you didn't uh, you didn't think you were watching like a completely different show, you know? No, nope. you weren't you weren't ask, asking asking uh, when I mentioned Ashton Kusher, you weren't you weren't asking where's Hyde and Eric Foreman, uh, <laughs> you know? You, you did pretty. I'm I'm trying to compliment you. I'm just doing a really shitty job at it. You did good, Chris. You're, I appreciate for a guy it. who's got who's got the COVID, I'm uh, I'm pretty impressed with your. Your uh, your cognizance. You look all Try. there. You know, like Try. when you go visit your grandma and she's like ninety, and they're like, she's all there. Is that like, what you Chris, expected you're, me today? You're all there. You're all there, <laughs> sonny boy. Well, Chris, I did notice that you have a jar of Werther's beside you on the couch there, so hey, I Mikey. was expecting it. Fuck you. Okay, the visual joke once again. Uh, Chris uh, points his camera towards a painting behind him where uh, Johnny Depp from the movie Blow is giving the finger. Well, yeah. Speaking of Blow, boys, let's blow this episode you can find us on twitter on instagram at jackass t with a t pod got it good thank you for your support we love all of you and you guys are are you're the best just i just want to say that that you're the best and uh i need someone to help me and just I'll say this. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. 2022. We had a solid end to the year. Uh, Obviously wrapped up with Wild Boys. We're going to continue on with Viva La Bam until we finish off the season. And then, you know what? We may be pretty close to the release of Jackass Forever. We're getting some more restrictions. So who knows if they're going to push the release date of that back. I would fucking love to see that movie in a theater. Uh, But if not, uh, then we're just going to have to do what we need to do. Maybe do an episode, another season of Wild Boys, another season of uh, Viva La Bam. If you're out there listening and yeah, and, and, you're listening on the podcast and you haven't listened on youtube go check us out if you're listening on youtube or watching on youtube check us out on the podcast and make sure to leave us a rating and review we've been getting a lot of them coming in it's really been helping us out on spotify you can now leave a rating so make sure to do that if you haven't already uh give us that uh that five star rating and as always if we see some of those ratings and reviews uh maybe we'll start reading those out on the episode i always say that and we never do it but we will get to that's a mikey promise bye i'm jason wellwood bye i'm chris and aaronworth bye i'm mikey aaronworth and this has been jack Press X for Sound audio production.